From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Joey Lovato. And I'm Ben Birkenbein. And uh, Ben, we are talking about uh, Stan Lee today. Sad news today we received. um, Actually, what? Probably like, yeah, a couple hours before this podcast. uh, We found out that Stan Lee has passed away. Yeah, at the age of 95, I believe. Um, We were planning on doing an episode on sci-fi. We'll just push that back a week. Um, And we were also planning on just releasing a different episode this week. But we were recording on Monday. We put out an episode on Monday. So instead of backlogging this, we're just going to put it out today. A timely release from residu- from your friends at Residual Culture. Yeah, something that we're not great at. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I have, you know, I'm not going to lie, kind of been dreading doing a superhero episode for a long time. And yeah. I think we can't talk about Stanley without talking about superheroes, obviously. We can. And so we should recap, just in case there are listeners out there who do not know who Stan Lee is. Stan Lee was instrumental in basically the creation of many of the, the most well-known I mean, superheroes. Most of the Avengers, Spider-Man. Oh, I guess he was an Avenger. Hulk, you know, Doctor Doom. I mean, all, all of that kind of stuff. On the X-Men. X-Men. So yeah. so very instrumental and is is basically associated with Marvel Comics. He's so kind of the like Marvel the figurehead. Universe. Exactly. And you will also see him appear, make uh, cameo appearance, appearances in all of the superhero movies movies basically or at least since they, they started, started yeah. rebooting the old I think versions the of the Iron Man was kind of the first one. I, people say it's the Hulk with um starring Edward Norton. Edward Norton, yeah. Um but and I think that, that that's actually I think that's true. Or, Technically that was kind of like but like the one where they like were like this is the one that's like starting it all was the first Iron Man. Wasn't it wasn't the first Spider-Man also? No, 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 no. no. With with Tommy McGuire? Yeah. No. Because I remember they did the rerun of the uh, of the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, and then they started releasing sure. those. But that those was, I mean, that, that wasn't like part of this larger overarching cinematic universe because we've gone through three Spider-Mans in like, yeah, exactly. in like five years. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is something we should talk about on this episode. We'll, as well. we'll get the there. Proliferation eventually. of these. Um, but yeah, no. So Stanley, like, he has like changed the face of popular culture. I think. I think he has made the nerd something that's not necessarily looked down upon, but also but something to be proud of. I think people are very proud to be Marvel fans, even if you you know wouldn't find them on uh, like a classically nerdy portion of the lunchroom. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the nerdy portion of the lunchroom. That's right, catering to our audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's absolutely right. I think Stan Lee. So, um, and he he kind of. You know, I guess I should have. We should probably should have uh, verified a couple of these claims that we sure. may make before <laughs> we just jump on the air. But that's the way we do things here. Yeah. But, but I'm just remembering Little research. That's the quality content you can expect. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. But I'm remembering uh, Stan Lee made an appearance on uh, this movie uh, called Mallrats oh, in yeah. like the we, 1990s. It's a Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith film. Yeah. But he explained to Brody, uh, I believe it was Brody at that time, mm-hmm. or maybe it was the other character. Anyways, Jason Lee's character, who was obsessed with comics, and um, he said, "Oh, you're Stan Lee. I'm, you know, you must uh, like you can do anything you want. You know, you you have all this this fame and that stuff." And he's like, "Well, actually, no. You know, I created many of those." Um, those villains and those comic book heroes to sort of mask my own insecurities. Sure, yeah. So he's like that the superhero was a place where I could go to put on a mask and literally not be me, but I could act differently. I could act like a superhero. I could do these other things or like Dr. Doom who covers him, his body in metal was to hide the sort of mangled mess that he is inside, which is an interesting, um, you know, interesting glimpse perhaps into the creative process. Again, this is from Mallrats. This is the source for this, <laughs> which is a fictional film yeah, comedy. Yeah. Uh, but I, but you know, it, it seems to make sense once you start looking at the superheroes and starting to interpreting interpret them in different ways. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think like 
I mean, he was he's really old. I mean, I think that this is kind of He's had a good run. He's oh, he yeah. had had a good run, we should say. I mean, his wife passed away, I think, seven months ago. Um mm. and so she died of pneumonia. And so I think it's kind of a lot of times, you know, when a spouse, this happens, when a spouse yeah. dies, yeah, it's, it's usually pretty quick for the next person. Um but he, you know, what I, I kind of bothers me, not about him at all, but about the industry, right? Hollywood is like there's a article on the Daily Beast, um, and I think it's just like Stanley's picked apart by vultures, and it's just like this hmm. disgusting fight over the pro. Now the sec, this, this the moment he died, there was no you know moment of silence. I mean you know every studio in America was fighting over his assets, over everything that he controlled, and it's just it's kind of a sad state of affairs to kind of see that that's where we've gotten in media. But I mean it's not surprising. It's just you know it's an unfortunate reality. The gears of corporate America do not stop turning. That's yeah, for sure. Exactly. Um, and and we've talked about this a little bit before, but you know you can, and certainly they're related. I mean, this is you know that is the cultural sort of impact of something as well as the economic um, foundations of sure, yeah. creative culture, right? Um, and this this is one of the things that we, you know, I think we should maybe separate them out a little bit so we can talk about. Um, you know the the form of the superhero and what that does, and maybe what the the allure of superheroes are on one hand. Mm-hmm. But then we can look at the ways that those superheroes or those forms of of culture get circulated as kind of cultural commodities within uh, media industries that want to continue to vie for our attention. You know, whatever's yeah. going to be the next big thing, we want to get your eyeballs on our stuff because that means more money for us. The, the, I think, like, I mean, and I think that that's perfect because, like. Stan, the properties that Stanley created have, I feel like, for on a personal level, have been bastardized. To in what way? What do you mean? I I think it's just like the amount of superhero movies that come out and how, and I know this is this is kind of why I was avoiding this topic. But I they're not good. They're mm. I think that they're pretty bad. A lot of them. I don't think that they're all bad. I think that there are some you know ones that come out and like shine a little bit brighter than others. But I think they're so cookie cutter. They're so play it safe. They're so like just whatever we can do to just just I feel like the the audience that is obsessed with the Marvel movies that are coming out today are like the the people in Wally that were just like shoved into it like they're just like these like large people sitting in a chair just being force fed media and they're like this is great and they're just like this is what you have to like and the people are just like yes perfect feed me more content and it's just so mindless and it doesn't force you to like think objectively about anything um, you know, I can keep going on my soapbox. You're smiling over there, Ben. For those listeners that have children out there, Joey is available for birthday parties. Yes, uh, <laughs> to, to come I... and give this uplifting message to your <laughs> your children about their super their love for superhero movies. Well, and this is the thing that bothers me is like superheroes are really interesting and have the capacity and capability to make people think really like objectively and question like culture and society today. But instead, they're doing the opposite. I feel like. So let's just let's isolate a couple things out. Let's be specific. In <laughs> I know your I'm talking in very broad terms. Here, no, but, but this is great though because it's good. This is what makes for good banter. Yeah, um, sure. But uh, so your point is more about the movies. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think, and I, I don't want to just focus on those because I think that that is unfair to Stan Lee, right? Like, I guess we should go back a little bit and talk about him a little bit more. But the movies are what he's going to be remembered for, which kind of bothers me. 
I think I don't know that that's the case, but I do think that. Well, I guess that, the heroes are what he's going to be remembered for. But well, like my generation, I feel there like there it is. There it is. I think that's and that's where residual culture can kind of contribute to the conversation because, <laughs> for me, Stanley, it it well. All right, take me out of it. That's actually the best way to go. The best way to go is to less Birkenbein. That's what you want. We want we um, want more Birkenbein. I think but, everyone as, always but, asking for that. When every time I speak, they're like, "Can it, this just be a podcast with Ben, please?" We that's don't very need, flattering. We don't need yes, Joey. thank you so much. But I'm just thinking of like, um, uh, actually, that flattery made me lose my point. Good. I'm sorry. Come on. What were we talking about? We were talking Stan about Stanley. Stanley. Oh yeah, the generational divide and how Stanley will be remembered. Sure. Yeah. 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 Because I think probably. From for like your generation, mm-hmm. so what twenty something end of the millennials? I would say anyone in their twenties. <laughs> like, th- well, the most um, memorable output that was sort of based on Stan Lee's intellectual properties are those big blockbuster movies. Yeah, and that's what you have, mm-hmm. right? Whereas, like when I was growing up, it was comics. Like, it was comics. It was the collectible cards. The it was boxes. like some video games every now and then. Um, Cartoons, right? We actually had like the the original X Men cartoon, which is like amazing. Yeah. Um, all those sorts of things, and so that actually those things drove attention to the comics themselves. And then you started reading the comics and like finding out which superhero you liked a little bit more mm-hmm. than what your friends liked. So like the big debate was whether you were uh you know are you a Batman fan or are you a Superman fan? Now that's DC. That's, don't I know yeah. I'm not you know I don't mean to mix up but there's that was also a, the big argument of DC or Marvel. Though. Or DC or Marvel or newcomers like Image Comics or Dark sure, Horse yeah, Comics yeah. or you know all these other sorts of uh sort, sorts of uh, things which were all based around the comics because the comics were the source material for all of the rest of the stuff. And I've actually read a lot of the comics, and I like them, and I think that they're good, and I just, it bothers me to see, and you know, sometimes the movies have faithfully represented the comics on the big screen, but I don't think that that takes away from, and again, we talked about this in the Star Wars episode, like the soullessness that is Disney, and what they do to a property, (laughs) and how they just suck the life and the meaning out of things, and it just, I don't know, man. And like, we had an episode on Pixar, and I think Pixar is great, and they somehow... I don't know. They've somehow avoided it, and I don't know how. But I think that like the properties that are meant for more than just children's consumption, that are owned and kind of produced by Disney, just have this feeling of like I don't know. It just makes me feel gross and sad, and like they take something away from it. And I can't really explain what it is, but that's just me, maybe. That's yeah. It's it. That's uh, certainly interesting. Again, Joey Disney, his... Disney, if you're hiring, Joey yeah, is looking. <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> um, yeah, well, okay, so let's put it this way. Let me let me just back up. I'm going to do, like, sure, sure, do sure. a little. I know. We got to keep I'm going, I just, getting I just, ahead of myself. I want to back up a little bit because I want to talk about exactly this generational divide, but yes, also yes, what, yes, yes. what happened and what happened to Stan Lee, right? Yeah. Because there was a moment, and it was specifically in Hollywood, where Hollywood was, quite frankly, um, running out of ideas or yes. let's just put it this way, running out of reliable ideas that will cons- constantly make the money that would, that would become mega franchises like that Star they, Wars, Harry Potter. Exactly. So there's this kind of franchise moment when, you know, you, you've kind of exhausted some of the sequels from previous like 1990s, mm-hmm. uh, properties and that kind of thing. But you had these big blockbusters, but the problem with those blockbusters is they were unpredictable. Sometimes you got, like something that did really well and other times it fell flat. 
So what they were doing was looking for a reliable fan base that would continue to, that would guarantee a certain level of sales, but then they could actually exploit that commercial universe across lots of different things. They could license yeah. it out to toy companies, video game companies. Netflix has all Netflix. those series, yeah. Exactly. And so um, if you do that, if you control that intellectual property, that's the goal. And that's where you started getting more like Harry Potter's, Lord of the Rings came out. around. Mm -hmm. the, so it's around the turn of the 21st century, like maybe even late 90s, early 2000s is when you start getting then the production of these movies that then are designed to become major franchises and you can have theme park rides and entire immersive experiences in like the Star Wars universe or the Marvel universe or the DC universe or whatever. Um, and that's really what happened with, with um, you know, the, the superhero stuff. So then those same movies you were talking about earlier that were kind of the, the origins of this, like either the Iron Man or the Hulk or sure. the Spider-Man, like yeah. those kind of things l ushered in that era. But it's just that now... To your point, we're stuck there. Well, I mean, this this era of movies, this generation, these last, whatever, like seven years or whatever of movies are going to be remembered as like the the era of superheroes. They have just dominated the box offices, right? We, yeah, they, they certainly have. They because never they're, stop coming out. <laughs> but, it's, it, but it's because they're designed to. Yeah, right? they have a built-in audience they're, that will totally go and see them. Yeah, and actually that's another thing that, that I, I guess it depends on who you talk to, but like... Um, even like comic book conventions, sure. right? Yeah. Used to look very different. And I'm not, I'm, listen, I am, I am a casual. You know what I mean? I fully admit I'm a casual. But even when I was going to Comic Con, like back, back in the day, back in the day, yes, back in the day, but, but there was a noticeable change sure. around that time, which is around what 2000. Years? Like it was, I, I forget which one my first one was, but certainly like, Late '90s, early 2000s okay. were the were the the comic book con, the comic cons, at least in Chicago that I went to. And that was kind of when you kind of the the first wave, as you will, of of, of like changing away from like punching a nerd to being like, okay, he's all right, <laughs> or like it's cool to be a nerd. It, it was that, but there was also a moment where, gosh, this is like there's all this stuff that's happening, but at that time, which is why it's really interesting, because in the '90s you had a very vibrant independent filmmaker scene, mm -hmm. independent art house movie theaters, uh, independent video rental stores, independent filmmakers. And that's where Kevin Smith came out of. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually it was- started consolidating. It was like the, a lot of those Kevin Smith kind of things like proved to be very popular, not only with people that loved the kind of like, you know, whatever, toilet humor, but also, <laughs> I, I don't want to like undermine, I mean, Kevin Smith, we could do a episode on him too sure, in his yeah. movies because there's a lot of interesting dogma. and I want to talk about dogma. exactly like dogma <laughs> well anyway so without getting on that tangent but but what you have are, are those kind of things that are that are drawing more and more people into comics that may not have been into comics before yeah saying like oh there is some interesting stuff going on here in comics and then that combined with like the rampant commercialism of the comic book publishers themselves yeah because in the 90s it was like cheap comics and disposable comics, and they were just selling lots of really cheap comics, yeah, and lots of commercialism around it at that same time. Um, so then that just carried on because it became a reliable business model. And so then Hollywood wanted grew. a piece. Yeah, yep, Hollywood wanted a piece. Um, yeah, and I, I think that that's interesting. I, I want to talk about. Can Can I just ask you? Can I interject for yeah, just yeah, one yeah, second? Yeah, yeah. I, you're saying that you don't like. Um, 
you know, don't necessarily like the rampant commercialism of the superhero movies now. Sure. But what about superheroes in general? Like, is there a superhero that you, what your favorite, or what, do you, what's your favorite Stan Lee superhero? Oh, if I, you've got one. Um, probably, uh, <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I don't know, like your classic caricature of someone, but I, I, I like the dark ones, which I think is kind of, I think people make fun of. So you like of, the anti-heroes. Yeah, I, I like Wolverine a lot. I think he's okay. a really cool one. Um, and I also like, um, uh, Bat- I think Batman, Batman's like. Yeah, Batman is great. Everyone but DC. Batman. Yeah. yeah. Um, other, other than that, um, I think I have recently grown to appreciate Spider-Man more. Okay. Um, I don't particularly like media that's like focused on like kids. I don't know why. I think as I've always um, had friends that are older than me. I've always liked having friends. I mean, I think you and me being friends. I hope we're I'm friends. not your friend. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always liked hanging out with an older crowd, right? I think that's because I like feeling a little bit more adult. I don't mind being like the young guy in the crowd. And I think that that lends itself to veering away from like those young goofy superheroes like spider-man who kind of is a kid and is like learning to grow up i like the ones that are like dealing with their drama and their sadness maybe that's i mean we've talked about this on the podcast too i like sad movies i like things that are like sure hard and like you know dealing with depression serious. and like serious, serious yeah. issues right um and but i have recently come around to an appreciation for spider-man i think that he is actually a very interesting look into I think he he could provide a very interesting look into growing up in in like modern society, which I think now, as someone who is growing up in modern society, I can look back on like when I was a teenager a little bit and just see the things that have formed who I am as a twenty three year old. Sure, um, and I think that that's probably you know I Re- like retrospectives. Uh, I'll that'll only increase as I get older. <laughs> Radioactive spiders, man. Yeah, yeah. Radioactive spiders. Um, but so Spider-Man, I, I've come around to recently. Um, Wolverine, like I said, I just I kind of like that he's kind of a tortured soul, right? He can't die. He's just like, I've lived, I just hate it. Like I've, He's he lived through everything. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I did think that the Wolverine movie was pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, all, uh, all those are decent. I yeah. think that was pretty fun. Um, not the, this one's really bad, but what, what's the last one that like came out? Logan? Like, Logan. Or, yeah, uh, yeah we're, spoiler he. Uh, Spoiler! Spoiler alert for Logan. He he dies. So that's like it. He's over. But like, well, you know, as we know no in one, comics, no one ever dies in comics. <laughs> yeah. But like, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good ending. Um, so yeah, I, I I like I like those guys a lot. But I think for a lot of uh, most of them, I don't. Tony Stark, I don't like. I think he's just kind of a jerk. Although I think that one of the best Marvel movies that came out is the first Iron Man because I think it shows like this jerk who kind of realizes the problem and like grows from it but i think that the op like the antithesis of that the opposite of that is the doctor strange movie which is garbage <laughs> and i think people are gonna be real mad that i said that people love that movie yeah i disagree yeah that movie's terrible yeah no but um anyway so i'm like uh you know whatever an edgelord or whatever you want to call me but i, I do like the darker grittier superheroes um hmm. I-, I think that superheroes in general though I think it's weird that people just uh, like obsess over them. Society loves superheroes now. Like that's like the thing. So wh- so why? Why I, do you think it is? I think that people want to feel I think people feel powerless these days, right? Especially with like all of the I think these last couple years have shown that people like are just feeling very disenfranchised with society, right? I mean, um politically we've had a lot of drama and changes and I think I mean, some people, 
like the climate is changing and like you can see right now with the fires in California and just how horrible it is and how poorly managed people just feel like they have no control over their lives. And I think superheroes kind of lend to that fantasy of like being able to escape. And I can appreciate that and I understand why it's popular, but I think that that's kind of a way to avoid the problem. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a sociologist. I have no, nothing to back up these claims. Right. But, but I think I don't like that people seem to gravitate towards them in an effort to avoid feeling powerless. Cause I think that that's part of like living. <laughs> All right. I so know that's like problem, a lot. This only, is getting like a, very deep. <laughs> the, the problem with that though is that superheroes have been around since what yeah. the 1940s. Sure, at and, least, and people have, people have felt powerless forever. But I think that it's become in the mainstream recently. Like I think superheroes are okay to you know like my mom is allowed to like superheroes, but in the 40s my mom would not have liked superheroes, mm, right? Like I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe, but she would never have spoken publicly about it. Perhaps not. No, and Com- so comics I, really were not. They were pretty underground until they're like a kid's thing too right? um yeah like well, yeah it's true like they weren't really serious they, they weren't considered by the broader culture of being like an acceptable or like a yeah. um, mature so kind like, of art form. if you look at the simpsons like you have like the fat comic book guy right he's like a representation of what they were like you know in the 80s and 90s and but now homer simpson's allowed to like comic books like it's not weird for him yeah. but like if you watched The Simpsons, you know, when it was first started, it would be weird if Homer Simpson liked comic books. But, like, it wouldn't be weird now. Hmm. Okay. So I think that, like, that's the shift is, like, it's become more acceptable to feel powerless and feel... And I think it's okay to feel that way and to gravitate towards it, but I think that that is not, like, helping the problem at all, right? It's just making people want to do these crazy things that are not... They're not capable of. I think that realizing your weaknesses and trying to overcome them... And, you know, and I think superheroes inherently help people do that but i think that these movies do not let's and get let's that's get, my problem let's get real psychological i i, I feel like i've been if talking you, a lot and getting like way too like maybe i'm thinking way too much about this no no no. it's great because now i'm just gonna keep figuratively poking you sure yeah uh you're too far away so to how about this what about um if you could have any superpower what would it be uh teleportation why so i could visit places that i can't like, yeah, because I don't have the money to, like, go to China. But, like, I think it would be cool to go there. <laughs> All right. So you just want to move around a lot. Yeah, I just want to, like, check places out. All right. <laughs> Sounds good, man. It's, like, worth it. Okay. Like, like what's the hardest? Like, like also, like, just so much of my time is spent traveling. So like, you want to be, like, a uh, Nightcrawler, kind of. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nightcrawler was an awesome, awesome He was pretty cool. Um, awesome Moon Knight's a great character. Like, if, I, if you want to talk about, like, not serious characters, Moon Knight, 10 out of 10. Yeah. He's literally an insane person. There's like a there's a scene in one of the like uh in like the reboot of Moon Knight from like 2000 and uh like maybe 11 10 or 11 um where he's like he's like he's like cursed by an Egyptian god or something. He's like kind of a dumb. <laughs> he's like one of the dumber like origin stories, but he's like he goes insane. He was like a detective and goes basically like like just absolutely bonkers and he's like charge he uses this big staff and he dresses in all white and he attacks at night so people can see him coming like that's his whole thing <laughs> and this one guy's shooting at him while he's like running at him and he's like why can't i hit you and moon knight's like because i'm not real and then just like beat the crap out of him and you're <laughs> like wait what and he's like i'm, I'm actually real i just i don't know like you're just like, what is what is this weirdo <laughs> i think he's like a funny one and i think he's a very interesting look into being crazy <laughs> all right but, um anyway yeah I, I yeah i would probably take teleportation what about you <laughs> 
Oh, I would take uh, invisibility. No, no, not at all. Uh, I would take um, Professor Charles Xavier's. Oh, super smart. Uh, well, the the ability to either read and or manipulate other people's minds. Ah, true evil genius. Now, I don't know if I want to be friends with you anymore. <laughs> okay. No, but you know, for good. Yeah. Okay. Sure, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure, for good. That's right. But I'd be benevolent. I, I think another cool power, which I don't know if anyone's ever had, is just like touching a book and like reading it instantly. Osmosis. Yeah, I just read so slowly. Yeah, that'd be pretty nice. That'd be great. I just don't have to read as much. You know whose uh, power I always found really interesting was Rogue. Also, Rogue was one of the more in, uh, interesting characters to me, especially in the X-Men. Okay. Like, because her her ability is basically, it's like a curse at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. anytime she touches another person, she mm-hmm. drains their energy. Very isolating. If, very isolating, right? And that's the whole thing. Like, there's a sort of, like, any sort of romantic relationship that she begins to, that she begins, uh, she automatically has to, like, cut, you know, cut it off because, like, I can't, you know, kiss you or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember this kind of a powerful scene um, somewhere was that in the movies or was that in like X Men the animated series where she like kisses someone but oh. only for a little bit because then they, like the person like melts like yeah you know almost dies in her arms mm-hmm. uh, very interesting yeah uh, my favorite superhero by though out of that universe though Daredevil oh Daredevil's fun love Daredevil yeah he's cool he's a, I like that he's a lawyer man yeah, I yeah. Really, like that's actually my favorite thing about him is that he's a lawyer because he's 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 like I, lo, he's like the law right yeah, he's he's fighting crime. Yeah, right in, like in in both more than one way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cool. And he's blind, and just, um, which is like so on the nose. I love it. It's just it's kind of hilariously on the and nose. like that's the thing. Like there was the, there's also of course there's always like a is justice blind? Yeah, that's you know, what that, I, that's that, what I mean. Like it's exactly. hilariously on the nose. Yeah. Um. And uh, uh. Yeah. I just really liked Daredevil. Yeah. Um, who's not cool? Hmm. Um. Three of them actually. There's three that are not cool. All right. Thor is not that cool. Whoa! He's just you're the gonna, god. Here's, here's the <laughs> he's just the god. Like he, no, I, d- no, duh. He's just. Like here's what I'm gonna crazy. say though. You're gonna get a lot of blowback on that one. Nah, Thor sucks. Um, the, OG Thor is cool when when she was a woman, like with like the sweet like spiked mace and like the cool um um Apollo helmet. You know, Apollo had like shoot like things on his shoes, but she has like the helmet. She has the helmet, but like she mm-hmm. was an interesting character because she was like one of the original female superheroes. But then they were just like, not to make a guy because it's more relatable. <laughs> yeah. It's dumb. Um, but so, yeah, but modern Thor is stupid. Um, uh, Iron Man. Uh, I'm, I was never a huge fan of Iron Man. Again, though, probably the best one is the first Iron Man in like the whole franchise, I would say. We can talk, we'll, we'll get into the movies and the franchises and the individual ones. In I don't know if we will. And here's why. Yeah, maybe not. We may, here's, here's we, the, we may set the, I mean, take, save that for another episode. We can talk about that a little bit, but here's the thing. Uh, because I'm horrible at it. Because Uh-oh. I've seen some movies, but like they all kind of blend together for me. Because what I don't a surprise. Exactly, <laughs> that's the thing. Like I, I, and and to your point earlier, it's not that I like I don't go. I, you know, I watch them for just. You're absolutely right. Like escapism, right? It's sure. just like just to let something wash over me. Look at some special effects and maybe laugh here mm-hmm. and there. When you that, know what I mean? I, I, okay, and this is a personal Which, thing, and this is not a criticism of the movies because I know that that's like not a thing, but like I hate that they're all like basically comedies. I yeah, can't yeah, stand it. I cannot, and it's just a personal thing. It's nothing to do, There's the merits of the movies should not be judged on if they're a comedy or not, but I think it's so stupid. Although some it. runs, although, you know, I, I also had that take, but then I was like going back and rereading some old, like... Um, some of them, some of them, it's okay. Spider-Man, it's okay. Deadpool, it's okay. Um, but like Iron Man, Iron Man 3 is horrible. <laughs> and so is Iron Man 2. 
And like they're both just such slapstick comedies, and it just grinds my gears. I don't know why it bothers me so much. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> Iron uh, Man one and two. Yeah. Or two and three. Yeah, I you know, so I do that, but here's here's the thing that that I think is lost in there, but and this is it's maybe lost on not everybody. Um because I I do think that people can watch those movies and take some sort of moral, some sort of lesson sure, sure, out sure. of them. So I don't want to totally dismiss them that way, but at the same time, I think that one of the things that was really good about like quality comics writing is when you do that, you sort of push concepts like like justice and daredevil to their end, right? And see like their logical conclusion, like, not even a logical not, conclusion, yeah. but like create some sort of tension that's interesting and it makes you think about justice in a new way. Yeah, or it gets you to think the about new daredevil doesn't do that, or it thinks gets you to think about mortality, right? Mm-hmm. Whether someone lives forever or they're gonna die, you it gets you to think about. Um, that's why it's time. Such, you know, that's why it's such a shame that the Watchmen movie was so bad. <laughs> yeah, but the well, that couldn't be another deep dive because that, I, the Watchmen may be a whole other episode. Actually, um, yeah, we could just do like a well, we did a graphic novels episode. We did comics. Yeah, we did comics. Um, we could we could probably do another. I, I actually, yeah, it's been yeah, yeah, it's been a minute since I read it's the Watchmen. I don't know yeah. if I've actually ever like fully read it. Yeah. Well, anyways, the real quick snap thing is that they tried to make Watchmen for years. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It yeah. just failed. It was a, there was all sorts of interesting. If they made Watchmen stuff. today, though, it would probably be awesome. But here's the well, thing: it could be bad. Uh, bad but... One of the directors who originally signed on to to do Watchmen was Terry Gilliam. That would have been so cool. And Terry Gilliam abandoned it and said it could not possibly be done. In order to do this correctly, it would need to be a ten hour long miniseries. Which, Which I, sounded absurd in the 1980s when he signed on to do it, but now it's totally possible. A 10-hour Terry Gilliam-directed Watchmen miniseries. I would lose my mind. It'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> um, but let's... Okay, we've gotten pretty philosophical. We've talked a bit about some of the movies here and there. We've talked about superheroes in general. Um, I want to talk about Stanley's impact on the culture and what is him and what is... Hollywood and the the big companies. I, I I think he deserves the credit for like creating a lot of these superheroes and creating kind of the underlying important conflicts that they face. And I think that that's like his biggest contribution is like the what is I mean the superhero is the foil for this interesting look into society and conflict. Exactly. So that, every which, movie which is actually, that's like a very broad statement, I guess. But well, but but it plays off of what I was saying earlier about you know you take a certain concept and you push it, mm-hmm. right? And if you do that, you sort of anthropomorphize some principle, mm-hmm. right? Like justice or patriotism, like Captain America, naivete, naivete, right? Uh, or you, Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. Uh, or coming of age, you know, like yeah. what it means to grow up or uh, anything like that. So and if you begin to look at them. They're just kind of creative ways to sure. paint, you know, allegories for life, like mm-hmm. what's happening in them. Um, and you can do that in the form of comics and superheroes and people that are literally larger than life because you have that free reign creatively mm-hmm. in, in that universe. Um, and I think that that uh, is, you know, I think that's very, it's an important part of of culture. Sure. That being said, I think that also you could probably historicize Stan Lee a little bit mm-hmm. because after all like uh, many of his characters came out you know World War II era yeah a lot of it is uh, I think that it 
at the time it was important and maybe they had that message has become dated or like it has to have changed to keep up with the times well i mean think about but even like just let's take the obvious one like captain america mm-hmm. right? which i also think is a dumb superhero which but originally designed to fight off you know the red skull yeah yeah, yeah. right like the nazis <laughs> and nazis and and also you know it had all these kind of obvious political overtones sure. but the idea was that like no we're going to develop this superhuman strength as americans right and fend off mm-hmm. uh these kind of encroaching evils on our american way of life yeah and so then captain america in the 40s gets rebooted uh, well, there was a movie, actually. There was an older movie that was made in the 1980s, like live-action Captain America movie, oh. which also has a live-action Red Skull in it. Oh. It's around the same time as the first Batman movie, the the 1981 or which 1990. Which one was that? Who directed with that With Adam West. Oh, was in yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Not okay. the director, but he, was, yeah, no, he acted West in it. One, yeah. Yeah. Um, before it was rebooted in the 90s again with uh, Have Keaton. you uh, – just real side note, sorry. No, it's okay. The Tim Burton Batman is absurd. I just watched it recently. It's yeah, the first so one. bad. It's so crazy. Yeah, but the, well, that's another com. That's another that's conversation. Another, that's another conversation. That's all, uh, that's all I want to say. Because <laughs> I it, like just watched it. So it, it was awesome because that I would say that that movie. Uh, I'm just thinking really quickly right now, but I'm pretty sure that that movie ushered in a new wave of superhero Super, movies, superhero movies. And, and in a different way, like where sure. you could actually have violence and yeah. <clears throat> evil people like the Joker, mm-hmm. you know, even though Jack Nicholson's Joker is now, you look back at him and it's like, oh, it's still kind of campy, but mm. man, that was just a different way of watching like superhero movies when that movie came out. It was huge. Yeah. Plus Prince had a just dynamite soundtrack. Sure. That's true. Anyway, uh, going back, I just, <laughs> I had to say, like, touch, was <laughs> the touch, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So I just, good. I just rewatched it. So I was Kim like, Basinger, I believe, is Vicky Vale. I don't know. So good. Um, but what were you saying? I'm sorry. I lost it. I was talking about movies. Uh, oh, just the historicizing Stanley and yeah. his creations. So mm-hmm. I was going through the history of Captain America. And then he's rebooted now as like a soldier in the Middle East. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And so still that same kind of principles. He? Wasn't he there? I thought well he was certainly in the military, right? He wasn't I mean I think the whole thing is the first one was he was in World War II and then got like frozen and like woke up today. Oh, maybe that's you're the thinking war zone of, I you're was thinking in. you're thinking of Iron Man who was in the Middle East. The first Iron Man he was in the Middle East. Okay. And again, it's the thing they he, blend together yeah, for uh, except for Ant Man, which is like actually way worse than the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> um I also want uh like yeah. Stanley. So uh, is that what you wanted to talk? You want to talk about like Stanley's like cultural impact as cultural a creator? Impact, I think like yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I think like the messages that are left behind that maybe are not fully realized in the movies that are created by Marvel and Disney. Sure. Well, and th- that's what happens. That's sort of a classic thing that happens when you you know you separate authorship from ownership. Yeah. Right. So when Stanley authors these things, just and we as, shouldn't say like there are other people that created a lot of these superheroes. Too. Of course, like, he yeah. had a lot of help. It wasn't like it was Stanley just made up. All of these. In fact, we could look. I'm, I'm sure they have a list of all of yeah. the actual Stanley superheroes, and we've probably talked about some that have not. You know, mm-hmm. there's somebody else, but it's just a Marvel in the Marvel universe. It's, I mean, Marvel and Stanley have become synonymous with one another at, they, this, at this point. They have, although this is the kind of uh, general discussion, as we said at the beginning of the episode, you get when you just don't do any prep work. You're just <laughs> thinking of Marvel. Yeah. So maybe they do for us. Yeah. Uh, and I think that for many well, I think other that, people, they I do. think that that says something, though. I think like your average layman person like is going to say, like, oh, yeah, Stanley and Marvel took the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, so anyways, yeah, if you separate out authorship from ownership, you know, Stanley's got this thing or, you know, whoever it is. And then when the company ends up taking over ownership of the thing, they can do other things with the the property, depending on the deal that's reached between the author and the owner. But most often, you know, most of the rights are going to go to the owner. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of talk like we touched on at the beginning, which was like, you know, after his death, like everyone's just fighting over the properties and yeah. his money and everything. And it's just, like I said, it's gross. I think it's, and it, again, it's not surprising. It's just sad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, do you want to go into um, some emergent culture really quick? Let's do it. Yeah, talk let's, about the let's, next upcoming Marvel movie. I'm sure we can find I think a it's another movie. Avengers. Probably. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We All just right. said Infinity War, right? Yeah, we're going to get the second half of it because it's only the first half. That's right. Because, yeah. you know, you got to milk it. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back with uh, we watched Captain Marvel trailer. Captain Marvel. So uh, this, this was interesting. We had a it was an interesting um, uh, what interesting moment because I said, "Oh, Captain Marvel, I remember him." And then I was like, "Captain Marvel's a woman." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, he's not." And so we had this thing because, like, I remember uh, again, like most of my knowledge of other comic book characters came from not the original comics themselves, but from like the collectible cards. Sure, yeah. And Captain Marvel has a card, and so we looked it up, and yes, it's true that like there was a shift, a shift in Captain Marvel sometime at some point. We didn't really look into the details. Yeah, I think it was maybe like I'm. I mean, I'm just pulling this number out of my my butt, but like the '90s. It may have been a little after that because yeah. the you know the the ninety two was like when I was collecting those cards ninety two oh, okay. okay. something like that ninety one ninety two. Uh, anyway, so Captain Marvel's coming out. Um, so Captain Marvel is a woman. Yeah. Uh, trailer this, trailer starts. Big explosion. It wasn't really a big. You kept saying big explosion, but it wasn't really a big explosion. She just kind of crashed through the roof. It started with a bomb going off. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> Is that how, why she was flying through the air? I, I guess. Okay, I missed that part. <laughs> just, uh, you've she, become so desensitized to Marvel movies and explosions. It's like, eh, <laughs> hey, whatever. But then she she falls into a blockbuster video. Which is funny. And then there's like, keep showing like pagers. So they're like, oh, look, it happened in the yeah. past. But it seems to exist like across time as well, right? Maybe. Well, like, I she, think it shows she, her, her origin story because of course you have to show a superhero's origin story now. But she also says like, I think I had a life here. Like, I think sure. I keep having these flashbacks to other moments in mm-hmm. my life and that kind of thing. Captain Marvel's basically Superman. <laughs> Maybe. Flight, That's the thing. Like I didn't super strength. I actually didn't read the comics, so well, I, I, I really up, don't know. She, she has energy manipulation and then it was just and you were like, That's different than Superman's laser eyes, and it's like she shoots lasers out of her hands, and you're like, Okay. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, I. I think the coolest fine. part, the, the most interesting part in that trailer, is when she punches a grandma yeah, on public trans on public transportation. <laughs> what was that all about? I think maybe it was just a cut. Like I think it was like showing a grandma and then showing a cut, and they're just trying to like trick you. No, I think she does, but then we're gonna learn like later that it's some shapeshifter who's maybe. like, you know, as a grandma. Um. Yeah, it was like generic superhero trailer, like 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 crazy music, and then Joey Lovato now available for <laughs> acapella soundtracks. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. It's like in like this thing in a world. In a world. Um, this kind of like pisses me off about superhero trailers. They always are so serious. Like they're so they have like this crazy serious like the world's ending and we gotta fight but then like the movie comes on and they're like hey what up <laughs> and you're like oh okay 
it's just like Terrence and Philip jokes. Yeah, like, it's uh, like this is not what the trailer was saying this is gonna be, but that's like every, I don't know. I gotta get over that. Actually, I'm pretty sure that that was a that was like a meme at one point where they they stitched together all these like uh, superhero movies, mm-hmm. and what they were they were just like old like classic rock songs, but done as like slow piano ballads. <laughs> you know, so it's like uh, like one of them was like Blitzkrieg Bop. Like they're like. 20, 20, 20. Oh no, I want to be sedated. I want to be sedated. 20, 20, 24 hours to go. <laughs> and then like light piano music. <laughs> I want to be sedated. Ben Birkenbine, available for acapella. Ava- available <laughs> for uh, dreamy, breathy vocals. Yeah. Did you do ASMR? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I actually hate ASMR so much. Oh, God. All right. We're done with that bit. Residual culture as ASMR. Don't. Oh, you should unsubscribe now. <laughs> um, I think we should do an episode on how much I hate ASMR. I feel like every episode that I bring up is something about like why I don't like something. Not why I like something. <laughs> I just realized that. Is that? <laughs> okay, stop with the ASMR. <laughs> Not why I like something. <laughs> um, can, we, can, can we talk about, before we go... <laughs> Okay. I'm done with this bit. It's so uncomfortable, isn't it's it? It's so uncomfortable. It's I making you it. uncomfortable, I can tell. I really tell. hate it. Which is kind of why I want to no, keep going. It's like... stop. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're almost done with this bit. I'm just going to take my headphones off and start talking about it. Oh, man. Time. That's good. That's, I could go. be... I, man, I might... Let's start an ASMR channel. No. Residual culture. We'll call it... We'll call it RCASMR. No, you can do that by yourself. <laughs> um, I, I want to actually talk they make about so cap- much, so much money, hey, dude. I'm getting sidetracked. Yeah. You got me. You got me sidetracked. Cap- anyway, what do you want to talk about, Captain Captain, Mar- Mar- Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. Who me. is this? What is this? We're we talking about. Um, I yeah, it just looks generic. I don't know. What, does anything stand out to you? I don't know. Yeah. I I this, this, I mean, maybe <laughs> I don't know. If nothing um, is like standing out to you in the trailer, like it's not doing its job. Like every trailer should like punching a grandma that that stood yeah. out to me. That was the one thing that stood out to me. Yeah, punching a grandma. That was pretty cool. Was it punching a grandma's cool? It's cool because <laughs> it's movie magic. I'm sure, not sure, actually sure. talking. I'm not. I'm not advocating. I know. I know. Punching I know. grandmas. I know. Um. Yeah. I, I, do you have anything you want to say about Marvel to end it out? I I would like to just you know again say that I don't think that superheroes are inherently bad, but I think that like society is kind of leaning on them. And the way that they are portrayed nowadays is unhealthy. That's a hot take, Joey. And I don't think that the movies are very good. Most of them. Also, oh, Spider uh, Iron Man was the first one, and then Hulk came out, which I did not realize. For this Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah, for 2008. this specific Marvel Universe. Ten years of this now. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting, because like, people say that like, um, you know, time is going by so much more quickly. Sure. And yet... 10 years, more than 10 years, but 10 years of just of this Marvel Universe. Yeah, it's like a lot. Right. Um, I will say too, like just, I guess maybe I should have started with this, but like I've never been a big superhero person. Like I, I probably should have led with that. I've never been like- I think huge... that became clear from your discussion earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I you mean, know? like I've always liked sci-fi. It's a kind of in my escape. Here's the thing. I, I think that that it's interesting in 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 superheroes because I remember our conversation with- um, uh, 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 Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on her name for The Bachelor? We talked to Carolina? Carolina, Carolina. Because we just ran into Karina oh, on did, the way we, in. And I was going to say, like, Karina, yeah. Karina, Carolina. Sorry, Carolina. Um, but, anyways, we were talking with Carolina about uh, 
how how one goes about relating to certain characters mm-hmm. in that context it was in the bachelor and the bachelorette yeah, sure. but uh now also something that i don't like because i'm just the negative person on this show i've realized <laughs> but, but see now i now i feel like when it comes to superheroes it's a similar thing right you don't have to like all superheroes some people maybe do mm-hmm. but they they're like gonna find the, faults that's the goal of disney is to make everyone like every superhero or at least give a movie with all with so with, many superheroes in them <laughs> that at least somebody's super- gonna be like, oh well, I'm obviously, uh, you know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a I'm a ro- I'm a I'm a Jean Grey fan, so yeah. I gotta go see that movie. I like that you she's always default to X Men over like the regular like mainline Marvel movies. It's interesting. I, I'm just I, we haven't talked about Jean Grey. I'm just trying to think of sure, new, sure, new sure. characters. Yeah, okay. Come on. I'm sorry. Anyways, the point is, there's something you like about a particular character. You know what I mean? And that being said. I'm sure that there are people out there who are like, finally, I get my Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? Finally, not only do I get my Captain Marvel movie, but she looks badass, she looks great, and it's going to be a really sort of empowering film. Sure, sure. Um, I think we should also mention the other upcoming Marvel movies. There's another Spider-Man coming up. There is... Another, a, an untitled Avengers movie. Well, I think it's Age of Ultron 2. Not Age of Ultron, uh, Infinity, uh, Infinity War, War 2. Because it's the second half. Because I they didn't finish the first in the first one. Everybody, oh, I, sorry, I almost let out a oh. almost let out a spoiler. Heyo, oh, watch out! Uh, and then there was one other one. I don't even wait. Hold on, let me pull it up. <laughs> um, oh, I opened Chrome. I mean Safari. Uh, what? Where'd it go? Down. Is it down? down no, I've got to scroll. I'm sorry, everybody. This is unprofessional. Scrolling on air. Captain Marvel. Uh, unti- oh, it is just Untitled Avengers film, and then it's going to be Infinity War 2, and then Spider-Man Far From Home. So those are the three that are like coming out in 2019. Three movies in one year from one studio. It's interesting because like in each of these phases of the Marvel Universe, we get like standards, but then there's like one more like either different or interesting or kind of progressive choice for, you know, to bring in some other characters, right? Sure. Like it's it's... It's kind of, and then they kind of lump them in with the larger mm-hmm. universe. Yeah, and eh, I, you know it works. I, I, I will say, like the it. Avengers movies too are just like such a. There's so many heroes now. It's like, oh, geez, <laughs> everyone. We gets do like get that. Yeah, five minutes of screen time. We get that um, every now and then because again, we're not like I'm not anywhere near as involved in the creative universe as I used to be. Mm-hmm. So every now and then, there's like a, a character that shows up and like. My wife will be like, "Who's that again?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I can't. Yeah. I don't." That's like, oh yeah, especially to... like the like like the Falcon guy or whatever. Like, you with like the wings. <laughs> Who's that guy <laughs> with like the guns? You don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's in, like, the... No, no, no. Hawkeye's no. <laughs> got the bow. No, they yeah. are the wings. It's in like the Iron Man movies. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. There's like all these like rando guys that are like kind of like yeah. ancillary characters. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to just point out before we close out here, seventeen point. Five three billion dollars made since the worldwide revenue. Worldwide. What revenue. is it in the U.S.? It's less than half that. It's uh, almost seven billion. Six point exactly. Six, 6. So 9 that's billion. the thing because that's what's been happening also with the uh, Marvel movies. Well, well, Hollywood in general is that they earn more than double their revenues Outside. internationally. Yeah, yeah. Um, international markets are huge. Yeah. So, anyway, I think it's a disgusting amount of money. <laughs> but that's why you keep getting them. I that's mean, why it, seventeen oh, yeah. billion. No I mean, problem. I mean, let's look here. The budget for Ant-Man and the Wasp was 162 million and it made 622 million. The budget for Avengers Infinity War was 350 million roughly. Uh it made 2 billion dollars worldwide. 
Um, like these things are cash cows. So uh, look no further than to, for your answer of why do we keep getting Marvel movies? And like what's interesting is like the first one, uh, the budget, 140 million for the first Iron Man. Worldwide, it made 153 million. Yep, not so that good. I made 13 million more. But like the next one, the whoa, what? Hulk. Was oh, I, I, I'm looking at the wrong numbers. Hold oh, on. It okay. made it. It was 140 million for Iron Man, and it made 585 million. That's there you go. Yeah. Uh, and so like that was the first one. And they're like, oh, we can make some money, and like, Mar- the first Avengers, tw- 220 million made 1.5 billion dollars. Yep. That's ridiculous. Like it's just it's. Of course they're gonna keep making these movies, and I don't and, like. I, you can't blame them for that. Nope. But that's what happens. I just think it shows a shift in culture that needs originality and critical thinking that's not like just this uh like as inoffensive as they can be thanks star wars <laughs> yeah also man star wars is makes me sad because, because that's i mean that was like one of the yeah. big franchises and now of course disney owns star wars as well it's very yeah it's not as good as it used to be i'm gonna get all sorts of fun movies yeah although i think rogue one and uh solo were both pretty good <laughs> but they just announced didn't they just announce a tv show the mandalorian well, I thought they were gonna. I thought they said like somebody else was gonna get their own. Yeah, um, Mandalorian is is by the guy who did um, the for big first big HBO series ever. Okay. What's the mob series on HBO? Sopranos. Yeah, who's the guy who did the Sopranos? I don't know. Really? Yeah. You should know this. You know everything. Yeah. <laughs> but not, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but that guy. Anyways, well, for this kind of high-quality content, if you want to continue to support this podcast, you can on Patreon. You can become a supporter, get access to all sorts of bonus content. Uh, also, subscribe. You can, can hear what kind of shampoo Ben and I use. That's true. We talked about shampoo. We talked about geese. We talked about all sorts yeah, of fun stuff. All, all things. Interesting facts. Yeah. Video uh, games. Video games, yes. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and... Um, Email us at residualculturepodcast uh, at gmail.com. Our song tonight or today, whenever you're listening. It's, it's 538. Is that tonight? That's tonight. Oh, it's dark now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is Finder by People With Bodies as usual. Um, this has been Residual Culture. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. Get into it. Optimism.